And now, here's your host, Milo Beasley. And welcome to a brand new episode of This Week in Disney History. I am your host, Milo Beasley, coming to you live from the Milo Beasley Show Studios, located 20 miles due east of Cinderella's Castle at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, man, um, I know it's cliche to say we have a good one. Uh, I say it pretty much every week, but I'm going to say some of the news bits. This this might be the best episode ever uh, of This Week in Disney History. There are so many cool things going on this week and some uh, company-shaking events that happened this week in Disney history. So why don't we go ahead and jump right into it, starting with February, what is it, 28th. Wow, February 28th. Again, short month, but that doesn't mean that uh, it's going to be a short week. So uh, February 28th, we're going to start with 1955. The voice of Iago in Aladdin, Gilbert Godfrey, celebrates his birthday and i'm only saying this as a uh, cheap plug <laughs> i mean i'm not just saying this as a cheap plug but uh if you go to my twitters which is twitter.com slash uh, milo beasley show the pinned tweet is from last year's galaxy con richmond event in which i led several thousand people into singing happy birthday to gilbert Godfrey. It was one of the coolest things that I've ever been able to do. Uh, he was super appreciative. And uh, yeah, head on over to the Twits and check out that video. It is very, very cool. Happy birthday, Iago. Uh, February 28th, 1981. America Sings Weekend is going on at Disneyland. This is uh, a weekend to celebrate the attraction, America Sings. Uh, but there was one little thing in this uh, in this news bit was that it said uh, one of the festivities for this weekend was getting a photo opportunity with Sam the Eagle. Uh, I was unable, I searched and searched and searched. I was unable to find any pictures of said photo opportunity with Sam the Eagle. Now, uh, maybe somebody maybe somebody can was there maybe somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who was there was this the muppets sam the eagle because uh that would be amazing that would be one of the coolest things um uh so were the i don't know if the muppets were involved with i mean yeah they were involved i guess loosely with disney by then so um yeah, perhaps this is the Muppets Sam the Eagle, which would be tremendous. And if this ha- if that happened, I am all for a 2021 version of America Sings Weekend at Walt Disney World. <laughs> uh, February 28th, still on February 20th, 1993, the premiere episode of Bonkers premieres on the Disney Channel. And next week, right? Yes, next week, you can catch my episode of The Milo Beasley Show, where I chat with the creator of Bonkers himself, 
Len Smith. Len also uh, helped create uh, a ton of other Disney characters, uh, especially Disney Afternoon, uh, Don Carnage, uh, Kit Cloudkicker, uh, just again, bonkers, uh, a ton of those Disney Afternoon characters that you absolutely loved. And um, yeah, it's a pretty cool episode. So go ahead and, and check it out. But yes, Bonkers premieres on the Disney Channel this week in 1993, uh, February 28th, 2004. The Earl of Sandwich restaurant opens up, is it Rush Eatery? Uh, opens up at downtown Disney at the Walt Disney World Resort. I remember when this first opened up and I was like, why is everyone making a big deal about the, a sandwich shop? Um, and then I I, it, it, I didn't go for a long time, actually. And then uh, they were doing their that Thanksgiving sandwich where it's basically all of Thanksgiving in one sandwich. And yeah, I'll <laughs> I'm pretty much getting that every time. Uh, also February 28th, 2020, just last year, the magic happens parade debuts at Disneyland, but, um, don't know if you guys know Disneyland has actually been shut down, uh, since March 14th of 2020. So the magic happens parade. Only got to see two weeks of existence before having to um, shut down. That kind of happens again later on in another little tidbit. So uh, no spoilers on what exactly that is, um, but it has to do with Walt Disney World. <laughs> um, but we will get there. So yeah, magic happens only is around for two weeks. So um, it'd be interesting to see, you know, there, I, if you uh, have not been paying attention, they're doing an, an eatery, an eating experience at Disneyland, California, at, at Disney's California Adventure, not Disneyland. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see how this goes, how successful it is, and if that leads to opportunities at Disneyland itself. So uh, they're already doing things at Knott's Berry Farm, SeaWorld, stuff like that out there in California. So this experimental, it's actually, it's not a theme park. It's an eatery. Um, we're going to see how that goes. And, you know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe we'll end up over there recording this week in Disney history live from California. Uh, February 28th is the last day of this month. Every three year, uh, every uh, three out of the four years. But yes, we're going to give you an extra day in this week in Disney history. And that's why perhaps it is the best episode of this week in Disney history, February 29th leap day, February 29th, 2000, the sequel to a goofy movie, an extremely goofy movie debuts, uh, what direct to, I think, I guess it would be VHS uh, on this day uh, in Disney history. So yes, leap day, 2000 we are blessed with an extremely goofy movie so thank you bill farmer woo uh february 29th 2012 i know ex i was there uh so disneyland and walt disney world's magic kingdom host a 24 hour party dubbed one more disney day it is open from 6 a.m. on the 29th 
to 6 a.m. on March 1st, where it was then closed for three hours and then um, <laughs> reopened at 9 a.m. But I was at Walt Disney World's version of the, um, the One More Disney Day. Now, there are some folks in there um, right outside the, the door uh, who uh, attended, uh, you know, both of the 24-hour parties. Um, so, uh, yeah, got to give it up to them because, uh, I mean, had I been aware that could have been a possibility, maybe I would have done the, <laughs> that same thing. Uh, I did not last till 6 a.m. I probably lasted until 2, 2 a.m. Yeah, that was probably right. I probably lasted about till 2 a.m. Uh, I could, I, I mean, I couldn't last till 6 uh, who you can, I was, uh, yeah, I had to work, man, <laughs> but yeah, 24 hour party. It'd be really cool to get one of those again. There was another one, uh, in 2000, actually, I think they did a couple, uh, next following years. And then I think, and it, the last one was in 2015, maybe. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, and then February 29th, 2020, again, last year, Tokyo Disneyland closed their doors, um, due to the coronavirus concerns, they would then open up two weeks later on March 15th, uh, prior to uh, what then closing again, because, uh, yeah, it wasn't just a, a two week thing. Like everybody thought it was going to be, it was much, much more serious. So, um, but Tokyo Disneyland is back and open. Correct. I think so. I think they're open. Uh, I should have checked that before, but yeah, I'm pretty, yeah, they're, they're, we're going to say they're open. And if they're not, it's not like you're going to go anyway, cause you can't, cause you can't get on a flight. Uh, so we're going to move on to March 1st, March 1st, 1924, jumping in that way back machine. Uh, the, if you're familiar, so before, so before Mickey, there was Oswald before Oswald, there was, uh, Alice's comedies which were black and white silent movies that walt disney produced um the this was one called uh what was it alice's day at sea right so this was um this is yes yes alice's day at sea uh debuts in um just a couple of of theaters but this was so while this was the first one released uh so this, I mean, this wasn't the actual first Alice comedy short. Uh, the first short was actually Alice's Wonderland, not Alice in Wonderland, but Alice's Wonderland. Um, and it was given specifically straight to film distributors to be like, hey, look what we can do. This is going to be the future of uh, movies. This is the future of this guy, Walt Disney. So, yeah, so here's this product. And then um, Alice's Wonderland was not released in theaters, but this one, Alice's Day at Sea, was the first of the Alice comedies released in theaters while not being the first Alice comedy released. Did I confuse you? Because I am confused myself. Um, so we're going to move on. Uh, a couple of years down the road, um, 72 to be exact, uh, March 1st, 1996, the Hilton Head Resort 
And uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina opens to guests. Now, this is a Disney DVC type. I don't want to say type. This is a Disney DVC resort, similar to Disney's Vero Beach Resort here in Florida. Uh, it's not overly Disney, but there are some touches of Disney. But this is one of those, hey, this is a big tourist destination. We want to get our hands in and be involved. Hey, people love going to Hilton Head. People love going down to uh, Vero Beach. People love going to Hawaii. So let's make let's make these DVC resorts, which you don't have to be a DVC member, but let's make these resorts. So anywhere you go, you will be touched by Disney. That was, anyway, uh, March 1st, 1999, a couple things going on at the Walt Disney World. First over at the MGM Studios, a third drop is added to the Tower of Terror, or the, what is that, the Twilight Twilight Zone Tower of Terror Hollywood Hotel thing. Yeah, so third drop. And uh, I think it, now it's it's random. Woo! Uh, and then over at the Animal Kingdom, same day, the Cali River Rapids and the Ma, <sighs> Maharaja, right? I, I, was, I, I know how to say it. I just was like looking at the word and it completely threw me off. The Maharaja Jungle Trek, both open in the Asia section of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, not, not a fan of Cali River Rapids at all. I don't, I do not like water, uh, water attractions, water rides at theme parks, like at Busch Gardens, SeaWorld, Disney, Universal. I don't like any of them. When I go to a theme park, I like to remain dry. There are people who absolutely love water rides. I am not one of, now I'm not saying I'm not shaming anybody who likes the water rides, but I am not, um, I'm not for them. <laughs> so uh, March 1st, 2003, the last performance of the Tapestry of Dreams at the Epcot Center. Tapestry? Tapestry. Tapestry of Dreams. Um, yeah, I'm just going to, we're going to, since I'm going to butcher that word, I don't, is it tapestry or tapestry? Tapestry. Um, March 1st, 2012, the Disney, I, again, big, if you guys have know, if you guys have been listening, huge Disney cruise line fan. Um, so anytime that there's, uh, any, any movement going on in either of the four, or I guess five ships now, uh, it's pretty much going to be talked about on this week in Disney history. So this is the Disney fantasy. It is in port in New York city, New York city. Uh, and it is the, um, prior to it coming down to, uh, to Florida, which by the way, spoilers, we'll be talking about that later. Uh, it is christened in port by Mariah Carey. Yes. Mariah Carey christened the Disney fantasy with a giant six foot champagne bottle. She, no, she didn't really know. So like I'm right now, you guys are envisioning like. Mariah Carey grabbing grabbing the uh, champagne bottle and hitting the ship like it was a baseball bat. It is not. They actually just drop the bottle like on a string and then it hits the ship. And then does the glass go in the water? That can't be very good. Maybe a sugar glass and it just just for show. Anyway, Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey, everyone, yay! All right, so we're going to move on to March 
second. This is a big one. Uh, so while the next day uh, on March 3rd, there's a um, supposed to be a Disney shareholder meeting in Philadelphia. On this day, March 2nd, Roy E. Disney, who is Walt's nephew, um, holds a SaveDisney.com meeting uh, prior to this shareholders meeting, invites lots of people over, says, you know, they're basically trying to oust Eisner. This got so much attention that that night, Michael Eisner attempts to resign as the CEO of the Walt Disney Company. I say attempts to because the board of directors uh, ignored, like uh, refused his resignation. But they said, no, 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 no. We want you to be here. But they did give his chairman position to George Mitchell. So they said, listen, no, no, we want you to be here, dude. But you know what? This other guy's going to be in charge of the board. So we think you're a little bit unstable. Uh, you know, those other guys want you out. We want you to stick around. And he did stick around for a year where he resigned in March, next March. Um, we'll talk about that next week in Disney history, not this week, but yes. So uh, Roy E. Disney has this meeting. It shakes Michael Eisner so much that he tries to quit and he, they just won't let him. Have you ever, have you ever tried to quit a job where they just would not let you go? That'd be, um, I don't think that, nope. When I quit, they let me go. So I uh, said, get out of here. Um, also uh, March 2nd, 2007, Wild Hogs premieres featuring Tim Allen, John Travolta, Martin Lawrence, and William H. Macy. I just, I did not read you the, that was not the list of the people who were in the movie. That was the list of the people who watched the movie, all four of them. So we're going to move on to March 3rd. Oh man, Tim Allen's going to hate me after that, but whatevs. <laughs> Um, March 3rd, this is a fun one, 1957, the first ever Disneyland pancake race. What is a pancake race? Well, <laughs> I am going to tell you, and you're not going to believe me. Um, so the Disneyland pancake reach, uh, races featured real housewives, real women dressed in skirts and aprons flipping pancakes as they raced down main street USA. Apparently this is a, um, an English tradition. Um, I am not familiar. I'm familiar with pancake day, which is, you know, like Mardi Gras. I'm familiar with pancake day, but apparently there are pancake races. So they would run down me and, and, and you're like, okay. So Milo, these ladies just ran down main street holding pancakes like on a plate and a skit, like they would run down. So there were ribbons that were placed, let's say eight feet in the air, right? So they would run, they would have the pancake in the skillet and they would run down until they got to the ribbon. They would have to flip the pancake over the ribbon and then catch it in their pan and then run to the next one, flip it over that one, catch it and then run. And they did that all the way down main street, USA. <laughs> I, I'm 
100% safe. And this was, um, it wasn't just at, so they actually did qualifying races in several cities throughout the United States before it, before it ended up in Disneyland. Um, it was, uh, it was supposed to be a publicity stunt, uh, for the park, um, you know, as, as well as advertising and stuff like that. Uh, so the winner of the Disneyland races would then go on to the nationals. So this wasn't even the last stop, which you would think that like, why wouldn't the nationals be at Disneyland? Uh, but no, this was, uh, this was, so they had qualifiers for the qualifier to go to nationals. Um, so the very first annual Disneyland pancake races would go on till for what, seven, eight years till 1964. Man, I wish they still had this today. Uh, so prizes for first place. You're, you're, I know you're like, all right, besides going to nationals, Milo, what did the winner get? I know you're super involved in this as I am. Uh, so it included $100, which was presented by Aunt Jemima, which wasn't actually um, Aunt Jemima. It was just, it was a, it was an actress portraying uh, Aunt Jemima. So it was, it was like a character. So you could meet Aunt Jemima at Disneyland. I know somebody's going to go crazy over that right now. Um, and then uh, other prizes, including a plaque signed by Walt Disney himself. Um, uh, an enormous Disneyland food basket with items from like Aunt Jemima pancake flour, uh, canned meals, an Aunt Jemima cigarette lighter, an umbrella, and a fish knife in a sheath. I wish I was lying to you. Yes, a fish knife was one of the prizes for the pancake race. I want to see, man, it is, all right. So when I become a millionaire, my first absolute why are you buying this purchase is going to be a pancake race plaque signed by Walt Disney. All right. So there it is. When I am spend when I make enough money to frivolously spend on a pancake day plaque, I am 100% buying a pancake day plaque. Wait, uh, okay. So well, this is March 3rd. All right. So March 3rd, 2022. I don't think I have enough time to establish this right now, but I'm going to call it right now, March 3rd, 2022. I am going to set up pancake races somewhere in Orlando. We're going to do it. Let's see if we could, let's see if we could talk Disneyland or Disney world into doing this again. We need, we need our pancake races. So we're going to move on. Uh, March 3rd, 1983, Journey to Imagination, sponsored by Kodak, debuts at the Epcot Center. Now it would uh, officially open two days later, but of course this is the grand opening. You know, this is all the, hey, it's going to open. You can't use, some of you can go in. Uh, most of you can't. So yes, Journey to Imagination debuts. They do the big unveiling. It would, of course, it's not journey. It's, it's what is that? Gosh, I have, I was just there, literally just there like last week. It's had so many. Anyway, 1995. This is a, a fun one. We've talked about this one a couple times until, so now we're, we've, we've talked about the setup a couple times that we are finally here opening day opening day for Indiana Jones in the Temple of the Forbidden Eye 
at Disneyland. And you're like, okay, maybe I missed the episode. What, what were you talking about it before? This was actually the Indiana Jones in the Temple of the Forbidden Eye was the halftime show presented at the 1995 Super Bowl uh, back in January. So in January, they had this halftime show. It was like, oh, wow, it's Indiana Jones. But it was called Indiana Jones and the Temple of Forbidden Eye. Why? Because there was an attraction going to be opening in less than two months at Disneyland, and they just wanted some publicity for it. I mean, it's not, I'm not hating. It's smart. But, you know. Yeah, no. Anyway, so, uh, and then the last thing for this day, March 3rd, 2016, Disney announces two more ships, bringing the fleet to six. Now, we know the name of one of them is the Disney Wish. That one was supposed to um, start its voyages in 2021. We'll see how that goes. And then the other unknown ship would start in 2023. Uh, these two ships are, they are the biggest of the entire Disney Cruise Line fleet, uh, the Magic Wonder, Dream, and Fantasy. While they are a little bit, they're they're going to be bigger than the Dream and Fantasy, they're going to have, the, uh, I think, the same amount of staterooms. So it's going to be, I'm interested to see if the maybe some of the rooms are bigger, if m- maybe there's something else is bigger late, you know, uh, some of the, the rec areas and, and stuff like that are bigger. Um, super excited. Hope to be on that inaugural voyage of the wish, but we'll see what it's going to be. Who knows? Uh, so moving on to March 4th, March 4th, 1972, after being such a big hit at Walt Disney world, Imagineers hurried up and made a replica of the Country Bear Jamboree, which opened on this date at the Disneyland. Now, we still have the Country Bear Jamboree at Walt Disney World, which I absolutely love, but there is no longer a Country Bear Jamboree. Um, While it did open this date in 1972, it unfortunately closed down in 2011 at Disneyland. March 4th, 1980. The Walt Disney Company releases its very first videotapes on VHS. However, you could not buy them. So it wasn't like, oh, well, here's our, like, uh, if we talked about, I believe we, uh, if on the YouTube versions of uh, This Week in Disney History, several months ago, we talked about the very first DVDs that went into um rotation nightmare before christmas was one of them those you could actually go to a store and purchase these there were 13 vhs tapes that were not available to purchase but only rent and they were only available for this retail chain called photomat uh which was um they were like drive-through kiosk uh in shopping center one that you could it was yeah, so it wasn't in a shopping, it wasn't like in a mall where you drive to a mall. You know what I mean. There were kiosks outside of, you know, outdoor shopping centers that you would go to and buy a movie. You know, it was like a blockbuster before block. It was 1980. There was no blockbuster, but you know what I mean? So um, a couple of the movies, I'm not going to name all of them, but a couple of them, Pete's Dragon, The Black Hole, 
Love Bug, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks, just some of the 13 movies available on this day on VHS for the very first time. Again, rental only, cannot purchase. I will, though I wonder how many of these um how many of these ended up in people's homes? You know, like, oh, I lost it. Dude, you just rented it yesterday. I know, I know. But yeah, you got to wonder how many of those first VHSs ended up uh, not making it back to the photo mat. Uh, March 4th, 2016, Zootopia is released in theaters everywhere. Absolutely love, love, love Zootopia. Just watched it what, two weeks ago. Absolutely, again, absolutely love Zootopia. More people need to, more people need to watch Zootopia. Uh, March fourth, twenty twenty. Uh, we talked about the Magic Happens Parade, only open for two weeks. Uh, it, last year, March fourth, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opens up at the Hollywood Studios only to close down on March 16th with everything else at the Walt Disney World. Um, I did not get a chance to go on it prior to prior to the park closing. However, uh, I have been on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I went that uh, that week, actually that the day that the park reopened, um, I was able to go, uh, you know, get one of those extremely limited passes and um, go on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So I was not able to go during those first two weeks, but that first day back, I was able to check out Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I, it's it's good, but I prefer um, the great movie ride. So um but the reason I, I think that the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway was such a big deal with the, was because this is actually the very first. And I don't know if a lot of people know this because you're like, oh, well, I, yeah, I never thought about it. But it's the very first attraction to feature Mickey and Minnie. Everything else is based off an IP or uh, some Imagineering, but nothing on Mickey and Minnie, despite Mickey being the icon of the Disney company. So this was the very first attraction featuring Mickey Mouse. Huge deal. I still like Great Movie Ride better, sue me. Uh, moving on, March 5th, 1928. 1928, all, there's an Oswald short titled Rival Romeos. And that title is pretty ironic in itself. Uh, so, But it is the last short, not the last Oswald short, but the last short uh, Oswald short that was released prior to Mickey Mouse. And you're like, well, okay, well, November, or, okay, this is March, November. No. So uh, this entire week that we're talking about this week in Disney history, uh, Walt Disney was up in New York City, New York City, talking with Charles Mintz, who was a, a cartoon distributor that, that um, released the Oswald cartoons. So they were up in New York City, New York City, the entire week going back and forth over percentages, uh, rights, all this, uh, this week in Disney history. And then on March 5th, rival Romeo's, again, 
you know, rival being a keyword is released. Um, so after uh, Walt Disney and Charles Mintz, not Charles Muntz, Charles Mintz. Um, so I wonder where they got that name from up. Oh, anyway, Charles Mintz, uh, go at it. Walt Disney leaves to go home and uh, on his train ride home is where he develops the character Mickey Mouse because he said um, he had had enough battling over rights that he wanted a character that he owned outright. And this would end up being Mickey Mouse. He ended up drawing Mickey Mouse on the train ride home uh, this weekend after this Oswald short rival Romeo's is released. And after having a knockdown drag out battle with Charles Mintz and you know where it's at. Uh, so, yeah, so pretty, I mean, that's a pretty big thing in <laughs> in Disney history. Um, now there would, would be more Oswald cartoons written, produced by Walt and directed by Walt Disney. So don't get, so don't think that uh, Ro rival Romeo's is the last of the Walt Disney created Oswald shorts. Just the last one before Mickey Mouse is created and thought into existence so i think that's um i think that's a pretty cool deal now more i mean and there's still more stuff to talk about this week although i guess none could really beat um you know creating mickey mouse so might as well just wrap it up. uh so march 5th 1983 we talked about uh march 3rd the debut of uh of journey into imagination well march 5th people actually get to write it officially open at the Epcot Center on March 5th, 1994. The Wheel of Fortune heads over to MGM Studios and does its filming. I actually, uh, I remember when it was, I watched it on TV. I had never been to the MGM Studios before. 94 was around the time, uh, was that around the time that the wrestling was going on at the MGM Studios? So like, this is a big things going on at MGM Studios. So like, I had never been there. But uh, I remember seeing it. I was like, oh, my God, this is really cool. Like people get to walk around a movie and television studio. I mean, and here we are. And it's no longer a movie and television studio. So if you want that, you go to Universal. Uh, March 5th, 2003, King Arthur's Carousel reopens at Disneyland, this time featuring a wheelchair accessible ramp as well as a wheelchair accessible chariot. It's uh, it's pretty cool. It's almost what, 18, 18 years that King Arthur's Carousel has been wheelchair accessible. Pretty awesome. Uh, March 5th, 2010, Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland featuring Johnny Depp hits the big screen. Not a, not a big fan. I mean, it's Johnny Depp playing Johnny Depp, right? Like he's the Mad Hatter, but he's also like Jack Sparrow and what I mean, it's just not a huge fan of the the new of the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderlands. Maybe you guys are. Hey, maybe I'll ask. Are you a fan of the new Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland? There's been like three or four of them, right? Three of them. I guess they got people got to like them, right? Uh, and then sad day, March fifth, two thousand and eighteen, the last episode of Star Wars Rebels. 
a lot of people just absolutely loved this series and it was a sad day um for the last episode i believe these are also on the disney are these on the disney plus someone's gonna be like no they're not i'm gonna murder somebody because of, uh, so um anyways star wars rebels i'm sorry i've uh i've only seen a handful of episodes and that's only because uh there are some characters meeting at the disney world that i needed to know who they were so i watched them and from that we're going to move on to march 6th before uh Star Wars nerds get mad at me. Uh, March 6th, going I mean, way back to 1888, the city of Marceline, Missouri becomes incorporated, the birthplace or the hometown, right? The hometown of, uh, of the Walt Disney. So this date doesn't happen. There is no Marceline, Missouri. There is no Walt Disney. Uh, no, that's not how it works. It's not like Back to the Future worth. Anyway. Uh, March 6th, 1963, several versions of A Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow are recorded for the New York's World Fair. Um, this would then go on to, uh, to have the, be the audio played for the Carousel of Progress. I was just waiting for someone to, to like yell through the radio or uh, whatever you're listening to, your iPod, but I couldn't hear you. So yes, Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, the song was recorded this day in 1963. Uh, March 6th, 1981. The Devil in Max Devlin debut uh, premieres in theaters starring Bill Cosby. I only mention this because, um, <laughs> I mean, uh, this, this movie actually got a bad rap because people were mad people were incensed that bill cosby was portraying a bad guy fast forward to 2021 and we're moving on march 6 2012 the disney fantasy finally arrives in port canaveral florida prior to its grand opening what the uh, the maiden voyage it is it's called the maiden voyage uh that wouldn't happen until like the end of march of course we'll talk about that but here we are port canaveral i think it's probably sitting in port canaveral right now uh maybe i'll go yeah it's probably even it's whatever disney fantasy i love it uh march 6 2013 would be the day that the first ever computer uh renderings of shanghai disneyland are seen so prior to this there were no there was uh nothing had been seen about shanghai disneyland however during a shareholders meeting these images were finally released and then of course released to the public I think the very next day. So uh, we finally get to see what Shanghai Disneyland is going to look like. Still haven't been there yet. I'm not giving up hope. I will get there one day. And then uh, for the last thing for this week, March 6, 2020, just last year, Onward is released in theaters everywhere. Uh, I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago during its... Um, world premiere uh but onward was not a movie that i watched it and i was like i i don't get it man 
but then I wash it again and I wash it again and I wash it again. And I have to tell you, I love Onward. Um, I don't know what made me flip that switch, but man, I do love Onward. So I want to hear from you guys as well on this. Onward, thumbs up. Onward, thumbs down. So um, for me, it is absolutely a thumbs up. So thank you for hanging out with me uh, for this week. Um, again, I think that this is one of the coolest, one of the most noteworthy, newsworthy episodes of this week in Disney history. Hopefully you found it as interesting as I did. March 3rd, 2022, Pancake Races, Orlando. If it has to be in down my street, we are going to have these pancake races. So submit your applications. And if they're no longer going on anywhere in the United States, we will declare you the pancake national champion. So thank you for listening. And uh, we will see you next week for this week in Disney history. Seacrest out.